All right, guys, welcome back to That's Cool. Today, obviously, going to be discussing the Patriots' final preseason game in which they played against the Las Vegas Raiders, which they lost 23-6. to Not the biggest deal that they lost the that game, but it is to keep in mind, this was the final preseason game, so there was a lot on the line for a lot of players. Jobs were on the line. Um, this was your last real competition before heading into week one and heading into prep for the Miami Dolphins, which is going to be the home opener, or not the home opener, but the season opener for them, right? So this is your last real chance to play against someone else in a different color jersey, your last chance to really, you know, see what see what's clicking, see what's not clicking, you know, just kind of work everything out on both sides of the ball. So the Patriots had their first team offense and defense playing. I'm pretty sure everybody was suited up. Everybody was ready to play. Uh, Mac Jones did play about three or four drives. He played, I think, halfway into the second quarter. Same with the first team defense. Judon was out there. Barmore, Duggar, uh, McCourty. So the whole first team was out there, right? The first team was out there for the New England Patriots. Now for the Las Vegas Raiders, the first team did not play today. The second team played today. Second and third team and fourth team. Jarrett Stidham got out there. He played, I think, in the first two drives. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was the first two drives, maybe three. And then other than that, Chase Garbers kind of came in for the Raiders and continued the rest of the game. And then after Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, I'm pretty sure got about one or two drives. And then Bailey Zapp came in and ultimately finished the game. He finished the whole second half. So, first things first, there was a lot of bad in this preseason game for Patriots fans. A lot of bad. There were some good, but there was a whole lot of bad. So, I'm going to give you guys my takes on what I saw from last night's game and where they really looked bad. First things first for me, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, to me, looked pretty bad. Mac Jones did not look good. I felt like he honestly kind of looked like a rookie last night. He had a lot of rookie mistakes. He threw an interception somewhat across his body that, to me, is a rookie mistake. Guy was not even open coming across the middle. I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't I don't get it. We know he's not known for his arm strength, right? So the fact that he even was trying to zip a pass in when the guy wasn't even open in the first place makes no sense to me. But he made a horrible decision there. Threw an, a, a careless pick, a rookie mistake type pick. But on top of that, Mac Jones seemed extremely uncomfortable in the pocket. Extremely uncomfortable in the pocket. Instead of multiple times where he could have stepped up like many other quarterbacks would have done, like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, he or Peyton Manning, instead he decides to roll out, scramble, and ends up getting sacked twice because of his inability to step up in the pocket. So those are two things that I noticed. Some of his decision-making wasn't necessarily the best, um, like there's a third and three, I believe on his fourth drive, the drive that they put up a field goal on his fourth drive, he, on a third and three from about the Raiders 40 ish yard line, 40, 45 yard line threw up a jump ball into a double covered, um, Devonte Parker, double covered Parker. And he threw it out of bounds. So it wasn't even like he was going to be close to catching that ball, but just a decision-making Right, third and three. Why are you throwing a a deep ball? You don't need a deep ball that's double covered, right? So 
The decision making for me for Mac Jones last night looked horrendous. I don't think Mac Jones played good at all. I think he made a lot of rookie mistakes, and he just doesn't seem... Put it this way, from what I saw last night, everything that I've been hearing from training camp makes no sense. I've been hearing he's making tremendous strides in training camp, and then I see him come out in a preseason game, and if anything, it seems like he's taking a step back, right? He doesn't step up in the pocket. He didn't last night against... Number twos, remember. These are against number twos. He doesn't have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones screaming off the edge against him. These are number twos, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big red flag. But anyway, we're not going to get into that yet. So you're not stepping up in the pocket. You're making bad reads multiple times. That's just not going to cut it. That's just not going to cut it if you want to have a successful season with a second-year quarterback. Now I get it. It was a preseason game. Maybe the intensity wasn't there. Maybe he wasn't mentally in it as much as he would have been for a regular season game, which would make sense to me, but at the same time is inexcusable, in my opinion. But for me, Mac Jones was the first negative factor that I saw. I don't think he played a great game at all. This is probably one of the worst outings I've seen of Mac Jones as a Patriot. Now, the other issue that I saw was the offensive line was horrendous. In the run game. In the run game. Now, from pass blocking perspective, they were all right. Right? There were some times where Cole Strange, I noticed, got bull rushed by, again, a number two. Bull rushed right into the back of Mac Jones. Like, pushed right into Mac Jones. The O-line, to me, is atrocious. Mac Jones was sacked twice. One of them, which was his fault. But the run game was absolutely horrendous. I mean... It was pretty bad. Stevenson got five carries on 22 yards. He averaged four and a half yards per carry, which wasn't bad. But if he didn't break a 13-yard toss play, which was their best play by far, that toss in near the goal line, then it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. His average would have been well below four. JJ Taylor under three. He had 2.3. Ty Montgomery one carry, four average. Pierre Sean, you know, two yards per carry, right? It just the offensive line for me did not look very good. A lot of situations that they didn't have a lot of time or they were rush decisions. I feel like the offensive line is a big, big factor in this Patriots team. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. If you watch the game, it just, to me, the offensive line is a big, big problem. I don't know what it is with them. I, I don't know. I'm not, I never played or I have played offensive line, but I don't know too much about why. The offensive line was struggling the way it was struggling, but the offensive line indeed did not look good last night. And on top of the offensive line, the play calling to me wasn't very good. Again, a third and three, and you're looking for a deep ball to Devontae Parker, who's double covered, right? It, it doesn't make sense. To me, that doesn't make sense. A lot of the play calling I don't like, I didn't really like. Now, if Mac Jones is sitting in the pocket and... He scrambles out. He buys more time, and nobody's still open. To me, that means that the play calling's not right. It's just he has so much time, and nobody's open. That can't be a lack of talent because your number ones were going against number twos. Devontae Parker, um, what's his name? Uh, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne. Nelson Aguilar. These are your number one guys, and they were getting covered in somewhat locked up by number twos so you can't you can't be 
blaming the, the players on this. The, if they can't be getting open, then the plays for me aren't working. I don't think the play calling was very good. It just seemed no screen plays. That was a big piece of the offense for the Patriots with Josh McDaniels there was they always had to be prepared for some screens. They were no screens at all in that game, or at least not when Mac Jones was in the game. Now, a lot of their plays to move the ball down the field were broken plays, plays that Mac Jones either scrambled for 13 yards, got a first down. He had to roll out, you know, and Hunter Henry somehow got separation from his man because of a crossing route, kind of took him out of the way, kind of like a pick play, got him open. Right, A lot of broken plays for the Patriots that resulted in the ball moving down the field. And ultimately, they couldn't even punch it in for a touchdown, which is not a very good look. And on top of that, the first, the, the players seemed pissed. The, the players seemed absolutely pissed. Now, I'm not even talking about the defense yet, but Kendrick Bourne looked pissed. Mac Jones looked pissed. They looked fired up like this was a big playoff game like a big meaningful game they were all pissed at how they were performing and from what I've been told and what I've been heard what I've been hearing is they've been all very pissed and frustrated in practice throughout preseason because the offense is just too complicated the offense they just don't like the way the offense is run and I can 100% understand it from watching last night's game the offense looks crap the offense looks like crap let's just be honest the offense looks horrible if you're a Patriots fan and you're going into next season thinking that this team could have an an outside shot at a wild card spot you're you're out of your mind this team is not even going to make the playoffs this team will be lucky to get six or seven wins because with the schedule that they're playing against their offense is horrendous the play calling not good Patricia Shouldn't even be calling offensive plays. Joe Judge shouldn't be either. This is the same Joe Judge who called QB sneaks on the third and seven in New York. So this guy should not have an impact, should not be anywhere near the offensive side of the ball. Same with Matt Patricia. These guys should be as far away from the offense as possible. And the players, they all seem pissed off. There was something about the players' body language, the way they were carrying themselves on the field, on the offensive side of the ball with the first teams, they looked pissed. They did not seem like normal Patriots players. Like I know we're going to compare it to Tom Brady, and you can't compare anybody to Tom Brady. Compare anybody to Tom Brady. But Tom Brady would always have these guys fired up, but it was a controlled fired up, right? Like, we'll put it on the field controlled fired up. Not mid-huddle, they're screaming and hollering, getting pissed at each other. I don't know. It's just weird what's going on with the Patriots. It's weird. And they're obviously not going to tell us anything. They're not going to let the outside press know anything because that's just the way they run things. But the players seemed fired up in a bad way for me, in a very bad way. If you're getting that fired up in a preseason game, to me that shows that there's a lot of problems going on at the practice facility and in the practice, in the film room. There's just a lot of bad stuff going on because you're basically saying, hey, I mean, we're better than this, but we're, we're playing like crap. We're crap. Like, we, what, what's going on? So the offense looked horrible. The defense might have looked equally as horrible. Jared Stidham dotted up the Patriots' first-team defense, which is atrocious. Which How is that possible? Duggar looked horrible in that game. I'm sorry. I like, I like Kyle Duggar. I do. I don't think he should be our star in safety. I think Jabril Pepper should be. It should be McCordy and Peppers rather than McCordy and Duggar, in my personal opinion. But I was watching that game, 
And holy moly, the first two drives, Duggar and the boys looked horrible. Duggar got burnt on a man coverage. He let a two number two string tight end blow by him. If that was Darren Waller to touchdown, right? I mean, whew. the pass rush was okay. The D-line was eh, was all right. Um, but to me, it just was horrible. Guys constantly wide open across the middle. The tight end was essentially unguarded. The linebacker play was okay, right? It was all right by Bentley and the boys. It was all right. But the defense, to me, looked pretty poor. I wouldn't say they looked horrible. They didn't. It's not like it was the worst thing in the world, but they did not look good. Now, Kyle Duggar looked horrible. He looked bad. He looked very, very bad. But the defense as a whole didn't look the best. And I got I to say something else. This is in partnered with the defense. Why is Steve Belichick calling the defense why is he the defensive coordinator why is someone like Steve Belichick who I don't think has ever played football somebody who only has a job because his dad's the coach right why is he the defensive coordinator what does he know to make him defensive coordinator you have somebody like Gerard Mayo who Gerard Mayo was a linebacker all pro I'm pretty sure pro bowler great linebacker he's there but he's not calling any defensive plays He's not, no, 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 Gerard Mayo, he, you know, he was the head of the defense for many, many years, but no, 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 we don't want him being our DC. We want Steve Belichick being our defensive coordinator. Why the hell is Steve Belichick the defensive coordinator? It makes no sense to me why Steve Belichick is a defensive coordinator. Steve Belichick is not a defensive quarter or coordinator material. He should be nowhere near the, the sideline in general. I don't think he's a good second teams coach, and I don't think he's a good defensive coordinator. The only reason he's there is because his dad is Bill Belichick. And I think it's completely wrong. I think it's wrong by Bill. I get it. You want to give your kid a job? Okay. But to give him a role like defensive coordinator? No. Absolutely not. He's no, nowhere near qualified. And I know for a fact I'm not the only Pats fan who thinks this. You have Gerard Mayer, Mayo on the team, in, on the sideline. Somebody who's been in the organization somebody who knows the defense, somebody who's been the head of the defense, and you don't want him to be it? It makes no sense to me. That's a big problem, too. As much as the offensive coordinators are horrible, the defensive coordinator is just as poor. Would any other team in the NFL want Steve Belichick to be their defensive coordinator? Absolutely not. Not a, not a chance. None of them would. Not one. Zero. He should be nowhere near the defensive coordinator role. It's a joke. It's a disgrace. And the other thing, the, I think the biggest takeaway was this. The first team Patriots defense offense could not stop or could not move the ball down a Raiders second and third team defense. Our number ones could not move the ball on a number two or number three defense. How the hell do you how the hell are we expected to win? You expect to win with that team? Absolutely not. And this is something that I honestly have to be completely honest about. I think Patriots fans are way too delusional. Way too delusional. People really think that we have a chance to make the playoffs. Some people have said it. I've heard people say, I could see ourselves making the playoffs. Some people think we have a good team. We don't have a good team. We're not a playoff team. We're absolutely nowhere near a playoff team. And look, if these guys make the playoffs, I'll eat all my words 100%. But we're not a playoff team. We're just not. And people keep gassing these guys up like they're a good team. Mac Jones is elite. You know, this, that, the other thing. Mac Jones ain't elite. All right? He shouldn't have been a pro bowler last year. 
We think Mac Jones is better than he really is. He's not that great. Sorry, he's not. There's a lot of problems with this Patriots team, and a lot of it is the delusion of the fan base and the delusion of the head coach and the GM, a.k.a. Bill Belichick. So anyway, before we continue to rip, let me talk about some things that I think are pretty good and people who I thought looked good out there. I think Bailey Zapp looked better than Mac Jones last night. Yeah, I said it. I think he looked better than Mac Jones. Why did he look better than Mac Jones, in my opinion? Bailey Zapp looked way more professional and way more confident in the pocket than Mac Jones. Bailey Zapp, there were many times where he would just stand in the pocket, stand in the pocket, sit in the pocket, move around a little bit, and if nobody was open, okay, I'll take my check down. Yeah, it was for three yards, but I'll take my check down, right? I'm sitting there, then the play developed, nothing's open. Courtesy of great great play calling from Joe Judge and uh, you know Matt Patricia. Great play calling from them. But I'll sit in the pocket and take my dump down. I'm not trying to force nothing. I'm going to make the, make the right read. And then there were other times where he absolutely lasered one into, absolutely lasered one into Trey Nixon, lasered one into him. He made a great catch for a first down. And then there was another great play where he threw an absolutely perfect deep ball to Trey Nixon. And Trey Nixon just couldn't make the play. So to me, Bailey Zapp, I get it, he threw a pick. But in my opinion, Bailey Zapp looked pretty good. For a, for a rookie quarterback, somebody who maybe there weren't high hopes of him this year, aren't high hopes because we think that he can't start ever start over Mac Jones, I think it's completely false. I think Bailey Zapp looked very good. I get it. He threw, he threw a pick. He's been thrown. He threw a pick in the previous preseason game, but he's a rookie. Rookie mistakes. I mean, Mac Jones looked like a rookie out there tonight. Mac Jones looked like like looked like trash. He made rookie mistakes. So, you know, Bailey's out making rookie mistakes was no different than Mac Jones's rookie mistakes. Another player who I thought looked good was Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers for me, this was his first action in Patriots uniform in like a, in an official game, I guess you could say. He looked to me very good. Somebody who was coming downhill. Somebody who was hitting. He loves to hit. He loves contact. He put some great hits on some people. He's a hitter, and that's what I love. I love a safety who will come downhill and hit. You need that in a safety. That's an advantage that not a lot of safeties bring to NFL teams because these guys either don't want to hit or they don't like to hit. But I think Jabril Peppers looked very good, very, very good. I think he should be the starting safety day one over Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar should not be a starter if Jabril Peppers is healthy, which he will be. There's no shot, there's no world where Kyle Duggar should be starting over Jabril Peppers, in my personal opinion. No way. Especially after the performance last night by Kyle Duggar. No, you shouldn't be starting over Jabril Peppers. No, no, no way. No way. Besides Jabril Peppers, he looked good as well. Somebody who I thought looked extremely well. Extremely, extremely well. Was... Somebody who I thought looked extremely well was Jack Jones, number 34, the cornerback for the New England Patriots. He looked very good. Forced a fumble that went out of bounds. And he he had some pass deflections, some good hits. He looked very good last night. Jack Jones is somebody who I think will make the team because last night he looked very good. He had a pass defense. He had some tackles. He forced a fumble. I think Mac. I think Jack Jones is going to be a great player. He's a young player. I think that Jack Jones was somebody who looked very, very good. The Patriots drafted him 
this year, actually, out of Arizona State. This is one of the rookies that they picked up. So I think that he's going to make the team. I think he's a good young player, and I'm excited to see how he looked. Now, who also looked pretty good, in my opinion? Somebody who I'm surprised hasn't been getting first-team reps is Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson, six total tackles, five solo. I think Mac, I think uh, Mac Wilson's a pretty solid middle linebacker. I think that he could easily be playing over McKillen. I think he could easily be a number one middle linebacker with us. You know, put him and Bentley together. I think that could totally work. I think Mac Wilson looked good. I think he's continuing continually looked good in the preseason games. So I think he should be getting a shot. Now, I already mentioned how Duggar looked poor. And this is the other person. Number 39. I don't even know who you are. I think Terrence Mitchell is his name. Yeah, Terrence Mitchell. He looked horrible. He got burnt. I get it. He was expecting safety help over the top. But he got burnt. And he looked atrociously when he got burnt. He got burnt by like two or three yards, like steps. He got toasted. And to me, he should no longer, I think he should be getting cut. He's 30. He has no more upside in this kid, right? His upside, his prime is way past him. It's time to move on and it's time to look towards someone else to fill those roles as maybe a number two corner. He's just no longer it. So that was, that basically wrapped up the Patriots preseason. It wrapped up Patriots preseason, right? Finished on a horrible note on an embarrassing note, which is not a good look. You know, you never, I get it, it's preseason, I understand that fully, but you never want to go into a season saying, hey, you know, we looked like crap, we got to get a lot of things situated in two weeks before we go play the Miami Dolphins. You don't want that, right? You want to take something away from each preseason game as something that we can build on. There was nothing that they could build on in this preseason game because everyone looked like trash. Okay. So, Looking at the Patriots schedule, where do I think the Patriots are going to end up this year? Week one, they're going to Miami. Loss. They're not beating Miami. I'm sorry, Patriots fans, but if you think that you're going to go beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami, I think that you're extremely wrong about that. I think a lot of people forget that the Patriots do not win in Miami. They're not a good team when they go to Miami. And if they would struggle even with Tom Brady as their quarterback, you better believe they're going to struggle with Matt Jones as their quarterback, okay? And this offense, which is horrible. So they're going to lose week one to Miami, no question about it. Week two, they're going to Pittsburgh. Now, I could see them beating Pittsburgh. I could, but I could also see them losing to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's defense is elite in Pittsburgh, I could just see them losing to Pittsburgh. I really could. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say they win this game against Pittsburgh. So they go 1-1. One one. Then they play Baltimore. I don't care if it's the home opener. They're not beating the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens beat them. Then they go to Green Bay. The Packers beat them. Then they play the Lions. They beat the Lions week five. They beat the Browns week six, right? You're looking at three and three. That's not terrible. Beat the... The Bears. Beat the Bears. So you're looking at about five and three here. Now you lose to the Jets because you're going in New York. 
You always have a tough time against the Jets in New York. The Jets, to me, this year got a lot better. I could see the Jets beating you, beating us in New York. So the Jets beat us, the Colts beat us. We're looking at 5-5 five and five towards the bye week, which I don't think is horrible. I think it could be a whole lot worse than 5-5. Five and five. I think you could be looking at 4-6. and six. And I think you could even be looking at maybe 3-7. and seven. Or excuse me, we're going to be 4-5 and five at the break, which I think we'd be, we could be looking a whole lot worse. So after the bye week, we beat the Jets. Big win to make us 5-5. Five and five. But then I see us losing to the losing to the Vikings. The Vikings are going to have an insane offense this year. Our defense, to me, is not going to be good enough. Our offense is trash, so I don't see us beating the Vikings. Now, we're not beating the Bills. I don't care if it's at home or not. We're not beating the Bills. We're just not. We're not going to beat the Cardinals in in Arizona. We're not going to beat the Raiders. We're not going to beat the Bengals. We'll beat the Dolphins just because it's a home game, and we're not beating the Bills. So I see that this team's going 6-11 and this year. I think this team's going to take a step back because this team did not get better. This team got worse. And every other team got better that they're playing this year. A whole lot better. So to me, the Patriots are going to be 6-11 and this year. And if they go 6-11, and what should be, what should they do then, right? If they, if they do have a poor season, how do we fix this? You know what I mean? What is the steps to fix? How do we improve this roster? Well, and who's to blame? I think the biggest person to blame for the New England Patriots struggles this year, which is going to be which is going to happen. I think the biggest person to blame for the struggles that are going to come and the down the uh, struggles that this team is going to face for a long time is Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick alone. First things first. Draft picks. He cannot draft to save his life. I get it. In the past he's maybe picked some good first round players. I get it. In the last four to five years, he cannot draft anybody. Did he draft Mac Jones? No. The pl- I don't remember his name, but the person that Josh McDaniels took with him from the Patriots organization was the person who picked Mac Jones, Stevenson, and Barmore. He picked those guys, not, not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is the dummy who picked... Cole Strange, the dummy who picked Bailey Zapp, the dummy who took two corners, the dummy who took two running backs, and Thornton. That's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's the guy who took Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf. That's Bill Belichick. So Bill Belichick has been horrible at drafting. He's gotten no young players to fill this team out. And proof of that is because he had to go into free agency and pick up Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Johnu Smith, Kendrick Bourne. He, we had to go into free agency to pick up players because we had no young guys who could de- who were developed enough to be playmakers. Nobody. We had nobody. Zero. Nada. So Bill Belichick cannot draft anybody and develop them into players that should be playing now. So we have no depth. We got no young guys on this team that are good. I know that's not necessarily true. I know there's some good guys on the defensive side of the ball, but in general, that there's not a lot of good young players on the Patriots team. And Bill Belichick cannot draft, so you're not going to consistently get some young players who can develop in anything. On top of that, Bill Belichick, why he's to blame. 
he fails to burn in an offensive coordinator. For some reason, he believes that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are more than capable of being offensive coordinators. When both of them are atrocious on offense, Joe Judge, we've already ripped into him plenty, and Matt Patricia is a guy who was a terrible defensive coordinator, let alone he'll be a good offensive coordinator. And if you've watched the preseason games, that shows you that the offensive coordinators are horrible and atrocious. So yes, I don't think that the Patriots should be, you know, they have no offensive coordinator. And that's on Bill Belichick. Now they have no defensive coordinator. Why? Because it's his son, Steve Belichick. Steve Belichick shouldn't be anywhere near that. We already went into that. So that's another thing. That's that, All that relies on Bill Belichick. That all falls on Bill Belichick's shoulders. Sorry, it does. And not only that, look at the situation that the Patriots are in right now. You let Brady walk away. You let Brady walk. Why? I don't know. But you let him walk. Right? You let him walk. Now, you keep Devin McCourty around. Why are you keeping Devin McCourty on this team? He's old. I get it. He's a fan favorite. He's an original. But get rid of him. You have people like Jabril Peppers. People like, in my opinion, a kid who should be playing. Joshua Bledsoe, number 24, safety, who was a rookie last year. He's only 23. He's 5'11", 201. He's a hitter. He's a good player. He should be playing. And Duggar should be playing. No more No more Devin McCourty. If you could if you could so easily get rid of Tom Brady, the greatest player ever, the the reason you have a career, Bill Belichick, then then how come you can't get rid of Devin McCourty? Devin McCourty in my opinion should be gone. Should be gone. And we should have these younger guys come into the team. Because if not, you're just wasting their potential sitting behind an old man who's going to retire soon. See, I think a, a big issue too is people think that Bill Belichick is a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He is a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach, probably go down as the best coach ever. I get that. But what people in New England refuse to understand is this. It was more Brady than Belichick. And that's a fact. I don't care what anybody says. It's a fact. And how is, it, how is it a fact? I'll explain to you how it's a fact. Before Bill Belichick came to New England, did he ever win anything? No, he did not. I, and I don't want to hear, oh, he was a defensive coordinator for the New York Giants under Bill Parcells. And so yeah, he did win. No, that wasn't Bill Belichick. That was Bill Parcells. So when he was a head coach, he didn't win in Cleveland. Sure, they made the playoffs. They would get booted every year from the playoffs. But yeah, Cleveland was a good playoff team. Yeah, he made the playoffs. Never won anything. Comes to New England. Only reason he won anything was because of Tom Brady and Tom Brady alone. You take Tom Brady away from those teams. You take Tom Brady away from the Atlanta Falcons team. They don't go to the Super Bowl and they don't even win that Super Bowl. You take him away from the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. They don't make it to that Super Bowl. They don't win it. You take them. You take them away from the Seattle Seahawks. They don't win. You take Brady away from the Panthers. They don't win. You take Brady even away from the Rams. They don't win. 
You take Brady away from any Super Bowl that they've won, they don't win. You take Bill Belichick away from any Super Bowl that they lost, and they win. They lost the 07 Super Bowl because Bill Belichick ran an all-out blitz on Eli Manning when they should not have, and he threw the fade ball to Plaxico, Plaxico Burris in the back of the end zone and caught the touchdown to ultimately win the game. Belichick's fault. Fast forward, 2011. Was that Bill Belichick's fault? Mm. Eh, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that Super Bowl. I think that there were a lot of breaks in that game that just did not go the Patriots' way. The Super Bowl against the Eagles, 100% on Bill Belichick's fault. Didn't want to play Malcolm Butler. He had no excuse to not play Malcolm Butler, but he decided I'm not going to play him. Why? Because I'm Bill Belichick. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it costed them a Super Bowl. So to me, Bill Belichick is the reason for the Patriots' upcoming struggles as a franchise. And no, Brady, I don't care if you say, oh, well, Brady went to Godwin and Evans and Gronk and Fournette and oh, uh, this, this, that, the other thing, right? Oh, he went to a stacked team. Shut up with that. That's, that's, that's casual talk. Those were the best receivers Brady's ever played with. Don't believe me? Really? You don't believe me? Mike Evans is probably the best wide receiver Tom Brady's ever played with besides besides Randy Moss. He was better than Deion Branch. He was better than, I'm not going to count Julian Edelman and Wes Welker because they're inside guys. We'll get to them. But he was better than any wide receiver besides Randy Moss that that Brady has ever played with in New England. And Brady only had Moss for about two or three years. Okay. And then, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is better than any slot receiver talent-wise that Brady's ever played with. He was better than Wes Walker. Talently-wise, yes, he is. And he's better than Julian Edelman talent-wise. Chris Godwin. He is. Only reason Julian Edelman and... Wes Walker were any good is because of Tom Brady. People want to say, oh, Brady's always had good receivers throughout his career. No, no, no. Brady made them great receivers. Nobody wanted Wes Walker. Nobody wanted Julian Edelman. So yes, Brady made them great. Not Bill Belichick. Not themselves. Brady. Chris Hogan will tell you that. A guy who nobody wanted said, Brady makes everybody better. He made me better. He's the only reason I have a job. Okay. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk's Gronk. They brought in Leonard Fournette. Nobody wanted Leonard Fournette. Nobody. He comes to the Bucks, and all of a sudden, everybody wants him. He's a great running back. Why? Is it because of some talent? Yes, no doubt. But because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady made him what he is. Tom Brady gave him another shot. Look at Antonio Brown. Nobody wanted Antonio Brown. He comes to Tampa Bay, and he's a great receiver. Why? Tom Brady. Why, did he, why was he able to be kept in check for as long as he was Tom Brady Tom Brady so Brady is more of it than Bill Belichick it's the horses that win you the games it's not the guy pulling the strings it's the guys that are out there doing it the quarterbacks winning you the game not the coach the coach can give you the perfect play but if the quarterback cannot execute it the play is worthless and meaningless and Brady was the best executor ever don't agree? Well, he's won seven Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers might have a better arm. Peyton Manning might have a better arm. But nobody was smarter. Nobody wanted it more than Tom Brady. And if they frankly did, they would win more. 
So your argument makes no sense. Talent-wise, yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers is better. Maybe Peyton Manning's better. Maybe Mahomes is better. But when it comes down to pure winning and pure intelligence, Tom Brady is better than anybody ever. And that's why he's better than Bill Belichick. He's better than him. And that's why Bill Belichick is to blame for all the success or for all the upcoming struggles that this franchise is going to face. It's because of Bill Belichick. And I hope Robert Kraft is smart enough to see that this franchise is going in a negative direction because of Bill Belichick. The reason we have no OC, Bill. The reason we have no DC, Bill. The reason we have no young talent, to be honest with you, no young talent, Bill. It's all Bill's fault. Nobody nobody else's fault but Bill. So that's my rant about the Patriots. That's my analysis of the Patriots' final preseason game and how I think that they'll be further this season. That's my prediction. I think they'll go 6-11 this season in an awful season. I will talk about this before. I'll give you guys my more in-depth thought of them against Miami Dolphins as the date comes closer. And I'll also give you guys, obviously, my predictions for who I think will win. I'll give you my predictions each week for who I think will win each game and stuff like that. So without further ado, guys, I'll see you later this week. Peace.